48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Vicky Wong. The headlines. Police arrest a private doctor for allegedly issuing medical certificates to more than 6,000 people so they can be exempted from COVID vaccinations. The chief executive, John Lee, says the recent death of a five-year-old shows a need for the mandatory reporting of suspected child abuse. And the number of dead in the earthquake that rocked Sichuan province yesterday has risen to at least 65. Police say they have arrested a 64-year-old doctor after a clinic she runs allegedly issued thousands of medical exemption certificates for COVID vaccinations without carrying out medical consultations. Joanne Wong reports. Police said preliminary investigations showed the clinic had allegedly issued more than 6,000 vaccine exemption certificates last month, charging $500 a time. The force said it moved against the clinic in Yunlong after receiving complaints and that the doctor concerned has been arrested on suspicion of making a false instrument. When asked about the case ahead of the weekly executive council meeting, the chief executive John Lee said medical staff suspected of professional conduct violations will be referred to the medical council. And the chief executive, John Lee, says the government is stepping up enforcement against violations of anti-epidemic regulations. Speaking to reporters before the weekly executive council meeting, he said four people with a red coat on their vaccine passes had been sent to isolation facilities after being found in the community last week. Seven others had been served summons for violating vaccine pass requirements. Meanwhile, Mr Lee was asked whether the government would further relax quarantine arrangements in November. In regard to what we will do in future months, as regard the number of quarantine days, we will have to assess it based on the number of infected cases and how uh, the transmission will be happening. We will have to make assessment, and when we make the assessment and come to a conclusion, of course, we'll make an announcement. The chief executive also said the recent death of a five-year-old who is believed to have been abused shows the need to take forward legislative work on the mandatory reporting of suspected child abuse. Mr Lee said an interdepartmental effort was required to tackle child abuse, adding that there should be suitable training and guidelines. On Saturday, a boy was found unconscious with multiple injuries in a subdivided unit in Po. He later died after being taken to hospital. His mother has been charged with murder. The government has been urged to allow COVID oral antiviral drugs to be distributed in the private market in order to boost their uptake. Henry Yang, a council member of the Hong Kong Chinese Medical Association, was commenting after authorities said only 40% of elderly COVID patients were willing to take oral COVID medication. Private doctors who want to dispense these drugs must register for them. Dr. Yang said some reasons for the low uptake included fears over side effects and even mistrust of doctors. They may as well try to launch these drugs in the private market, allow the private doctors to secure these drugs rather than just the central supply of these drugs to the private doctors. Indeed, the patients only trust those doctors whom they visit for many years, and some of the doctors didn't join the scheme, and these doctors may not be holding these drugs in the clinic. The administrator of the Hong Kong Superbike Club says there should be clearer guidelines over which roads are risky for motorcyclists. Douglas Thompson was commenting after a motorcyclist thought to hold a learner's permit was seriously injured on Shek O Road on Sunday. Under current rules, learner cyclists are restricted from certain roads such as highways and cannot take passengers, but are allowed to drive alone. Mr Thompson said Shek O Road had sharp bends and blind corners. He called on motorcyclists to educate themselves about 
about risky roads and those that learners can't access. It's not very accessible or readily available to find this information online in terms of which roads are prohibited. So I think that's something that could do with being updated. Like, for example, if you're a learner rider now, it's not that easy to find out which roads are prohibited and which roads are accessible. Pretty much have to have a look on the road to see if there's a sign prohibiting you to ride. So maybe that's something that could be addressed as well. A survey suggests that students with special educational needs, or SEN, are falling behind when it comes to online lessons. Youth Ideas of the Hong Kong Federation of Youth Groups interviewed 209 secondary school students with SEN and 61 teachers as part of the survey, which ran between November and June. Over 70% of teachers agreed that online teaching had widened the learning gap between SEN students and others. Some even said that SEN students weren't able to take in any knowledge during online classes. Classes. Dickie Kwan, a member of Youth Ideas who is also a teacher, says teachers have been finding it hard to aid SEN students during class suspensions. We used to uh, tailor made some learning material for each SEN student, uh, depends on their abilities, depends on their situations. But for the online lessons, um, the teachers difficult to tailor made those material and delivers to the student. We just use a universal material to all class, even the same student. They may feel difficult and not fit their level, and then they would lose the interest for learning. The number of dead in the earthquake that rocked Sichuan province yesterday has risen to at least 65. About a dozen people are missing, while hundreds were injured in the 6.8 magnitude tremor. President Xi Jinping has ordered all-out rescue efforts and the state council has sent a working team to oversee rescue and relief work. Canadian police say Damien Sanderson, one of the suspects in the mass stabbing in Saskatchewan, has been found dead. A senior police official said the other suspect, Damien's brother Miles, is still at large but is believed to be injured. Rhonda Blackmore is the commanding officer of the Saskatchewan Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Miles Sanderson may have sustained injuries. This has not been confirmed. But we do want the public to know this because there is a possibility he may seek medical attention. This brings the count of this tragedy to 11 deceased persons, 19 injured and 13 crime scenes. Ukraine says it has disconnected the last working reactor at the Russian-occupied Zaporizhia nuclear power plant from the national grid to safeguard from a fire caused by shelling. The UN nuclear watchdog said the reactor was still providing power to keep the facility safe. President Zelensky blamed Russia for the problems. Ukraine has a very clear, transparent and honest position. While we controlled the plant, there was no threat of a radiation disaster. As soon as Russia came, the worst scenario imaginable immediately became possible. This requires an international response, from the UN to every normal state. Moscow denies any bombardment of the plant. Liz Truss takes the helm today as Britain's fourth prime minister in six years and the country's third female head of government. She faces immediate pressure to address a cost-of-living crisis and has promised tax cuts and economic growth. Ms Truss got the job through a ballot of Conservative Party members. Neither the general public nor Conservative MPs were involved in the final vote. Here are the views of some residents of the town of Peterborough in the east of England. I want her to back up what she said that she's going to do. So the VAT cuts would be great and the national insurance, those things are going to make a massive difference. At the moment our gas bill is, is just over £500 a month. 
it's going to be over £6,000 a month, um, which is just, that means we're going to have to close the door. She's got a lot of work ahead of her and um, really need really need her to prove to prove to me what she's going to do to help me keep the doors open on my business. I voted for her, so I'm definitely glad that she won. Um, I just hope that many of the tax cuts come as soon as possible. This trust, when she was foreign secretary, she did a brilliant job and I have a lot of respect for her for that. However, I do have a lot of issues with some of her economic policies. Ms Truss also faces many challenges on the international stage. The BBC's James Landale explains. Liz Truss likes to say she is Ukraine's greatest friend. So an early visit to Kiev is likely and Britain's military and economic support will continue. But unlike her predecessor, Ms Truss may have to do more to defend that support. If some countries begin to question the economic costs of the war, particularly higher energy bills, the new Prime Minister will have a big job of diplomacy to try to help to keep Europe united. And that task would be harder if the UK and the EU were at loggerheads over trade in Northern Ireland. A US judge has granted Donald Trump's request for the appointment of an official called a special master to review the classified materials seized during last month's unprecedented FBI search of his Florida home. It's a partial legal victory for the former president, who has argued that much of the material was either his own or subject to executive privilege. It's unclear if the Justice Department will appeal. Mr Trump accuses it of conducting a political, a political witch hunt. The BBC's Gary O'Donoghue reports. For the time being, pending a review of the material by the court's special master, the government cannot continue to use it for purposes of the investigation. However, the material can be examined by intelligence officials who are conducting a review of the possible damage done to national security. It's not clear how long the special master's review will take, but it unquestionably complicates matters for the Department of Justice and delays the bringing of any potential charges. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 19,135. That's 90 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $45 billion. In currencies, the US dollar is trading at 140.57 yen. The euro stands at 99.49 US cents. And the pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 7 cents. Turning to sports and Rafael Nadal has been knocked out of the US Open. The 22-time Grand Slam tennis champion was beaten by the home favourite and number 22 seed Francis Tiafi in the last 16. Tiafi came, Tiafo came through in four sets, 6-4-4-6, 6-4-6-3, to end Nadal's 22-match winning streak at Grand Slam tournaments. He'll face Andre Rublev in the next round. The BBC's Gigi Salmon says Tiafo deserves to progress. What a contest. Francis Tiafo is a 22nd seed. He gets the biggest win of his career. You mentioned those 22 Grand Slam singles titles that Nadal owns. He was also 22-0 and 0 in Grand Slam matches coming into this contest because he's won two of the four on offer this year. Not at his very best. There was definitely something not quite right about Nadal. But take nothing away from Francis Tiafo. He's been talked about his talent for so many years. He said it's helped him that his ranking fell. He stepped away. He was, he was able to develop he was able to mature 6446 and yes remaining in this draw we haven't completed the quarter-final lineup Marin Cilic plays his round of 16 later he's the only remaining Grand Slam champion left in the men's draw winning this title in 2014 so you would have to say that Nick Kyrgios going into the quarter-finals would be the favorite 
The women's top seed, Iga Swiatek, has made the U.S. Open quarterfinals for the first time. She came from a set down to beat Germany's Jule Niemeyer 2-6-6-4-6-1 and will face the American Jessica Pegula. In football, the English Premier League has dropped two of its referees for this weekend's fixtures as it continues to review its use of VAR. The BBC's Paul Serres reports. Neither Lee Mason nor Jared Gillett have been put on VAR duty for this weekend's English Premier League matches. The pair were at the centre of controversies at Newcastle and Chelsea respectively on Saturday, which led to the Premier League demanding talks with the referee's body, PGMOL, about why specific goals were ruled out. The organisation did not comment when asked whether Mason and Gillett's absence this week was in response to those events. The group stage of the European Champions League kicks off tonight. Chelsea go to Croatia to face Dinamo Zagreb in their opener. The former Arsenal captain Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang is in the Chelsea squad for the match after his transfer deadline day day move from Barcelona. Chelsea midfielder Mateo Kovacic says he's looking forward to playing with Aubameyang. He will be a big addition to us because he's he's a proper striker and goal scorer which we miss. In, in the last years, we haven't had a goal scorer that scores 20, 25 uh, goals per season, which we obviously need to win the title. So he's a proven goal scorer. So, so for him, it will be it's normal to score goals, and I'm, I'm, I hope he will do it here as well. Scottish champions Celtic start their campaign against the defending European champions Real Madrid. It's Celtic's first appearance at this stage in five years. Their manager, Anger Postacoglu, wants his players to enjoy the occasion and not be overwhelmed by it. Excited by it. I mean, it's a it's a reward for you know a fantastic season last year. Um, you know, the, everyone at this football club put in, and, and you know the reward is you, you you get to play in this tournament and, and test yourself against the best. And um, so yeah, it's exciting. It's where we want to be, and it's where we want to compete. Any sports person, you know, you want to test yourself at the highest possible level. And, and in terms of club football, this is the highest possible level. And um, so I'm sure for the boys, all of them, it'll be uh, you know an experience that, that they're looking forward to and, and an experience they want to make memorable. But you know, you still got to compete in it. It's not uh, it's not a, a, a game where you, you kind of um, dismiss the fact that you've got to be competitive in it to make it a, a really good memory. And now for a look at the weather, mainly fine, very hot and dry during the day, light winds becoming moderate easterlies. The outlook, occasional showers and slightly lower temperatures in the next couple of days. The weather will improve on Friday. Sunny intervals and a few showers on the mid-autumn festival and the day after. The temperature at the observatory is 33 degrees Celsius, relative humidity 49%, and the very hot weather warning is in force, as is the red fire danger warning. The news from RTHK. The Brew with Phil Whelan on Radio 3.
using the consumption vouchers is so easy. Vouchers are being dispersed by installments from August 7th. If you use Octopus, simply tap it to collect the vouchers. With other e-wallets, use the vouchers through the mobile app. Spend the vouchers at local retail, catering, or service outlets, and their online platforms. Check the expiry date and balance. Don't waste them. Let's spend more to boost the economy. Visit the Consumption Voucher Scheme website for more.